Well, hi, Saints. I'm Gareth from one of the ministers here, and we're going to be finishing our series in the Lord's Prayer, following on from what Becky was talking about last week when, when she looked at the line, lead us not into temptation. And we're going to be thinking about the line, deliver us from evil. Before we get there, it's helpful, I think, to go back a bit and just remind ourselves of the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, which reminds us that God is holy that he's almighty God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, that he's almighty God in his, in his heaven. In fact, the Bible says God is in his heaven and the earth is his footstool. And he is holy and I'm sinful. And, and God commands his people, Israel, consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy as I'm holy. And so how do we pray in light of that? Well, we see in the Lord's prayers, we looked a couple of weeks back, that we pray, forgive us our sins. So we confess our sins to God and those things that we've done wrong and we ask for his forgiveness. And then we pray, lead us not into temptation. So we're asking God for spiritual protection to keep us from temptation. And temptation is really almost like a bus that goes past. It's an opportunity to sin. And if that desire is in our heart, then we will get on that bus. We will ju jump onto that opportunity uh, to, to fall into sin and temptation and the trap which the devil has put out there for us because of what was in our heart already. And then we pray, deliver us from evil. So having asked God to protect us from falling into the devil's trap and temptation, we then pray that God would keep us from the schemes of the devil and protect us from being in bondage to him. In fact, the Greek word panero, which is translated as evil, it actually refers specifically to the devil or the evil one. So deliver us from the devil, deliver us from the evil one. And I think, to be honest, in this whole situation that we're in right now, I think we're more aware than ever of evil in the world, the brokenness and evil in the world around us. You know, the Apostle Paul in Romans talks about creation in the pains of childbirth, groaning in the pain of childbirth. And in many ways, we're seeing that happening all around us right now. In fact, it's kind of like the spiritual curtain is lifted. And, and this happens from time to time when some disaster happens or some terrorist attack like the one in Manchester or some knife crime. And there's that moment where we think, wow, it's really bad out there before we get distracted and just the busyness of life takes over. But then COVID-19 comes along and it's like that spiritual curtain is kind of being drawn back and held back. And we're just looking out in a world where we're just just painfully aware of, of death on a daily basis as it's reported to us. And some of us will even know people who've tragically died in this pandemic. That there's death, disease, fear and dread in plain view. And you and I are living that reality and, and that experiencing it for ourselves. So we know that there's, there's work that in this world around us, there's evil. And, and that's very clear for us to see. But we also need to remember that there's evil inside every single one of us as well. In fact, God says of his people Israel in, in the prophet Hosea, he says, my people are bent on turning away from me. Like there's this, just this attitude of defiance against God. And we see that in the world so much people rebelling against God, people rejecting him. The Lord Jesus talking of, of the sin that's inside the human heart. He says, out of the human heart comes all kinds of evil. 
And the Apostle Paul, I love the Apostle Paul in this moment of such honesty and transparency. He says in Romans 7 verse 23, I see another law at work within me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? So whilst there's evil out there in the world, there's also evil living in us. And unlike COVID-19, we can't just kind of quarantine ourselves and hide in our homes in case we get infected by it, since we already have the virus of sin living in us. And so the question is, who will then deliver us from this, from the sin and the devil? And I love this moment, the Apostle Paul, in that moment in Romans where he's being so transparent and he, he asks, who will rescue me from this body of death? And he then goes on to answer his own question and says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is the good news, that Jesus Christ delivers us from the guilt of sin and the bondage of the devil and the punishment that our sin deserves. And so when we look at Colossians chapter one, in, in the passage that Claire read to us, in verse 13, it says of Jesus Christ, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That's such a, a great reminder, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The good news that Jesus Christ has delivered us. And, and that he did it all. You and I, we, we didn't do that. You know, it's so easy sometimes to think that we somehow contributed something to our salvation, but Christ did it all for us. And, and I think there are times where we can kind of feel that somehow we have contributed something to our salvation, when in reality we did nothing. In fact, to quote the theologian Jonathan Edwards, he said, you contributed nothing towards your salvation other than the sin that made it necessary. And there's a really big mistake that all of us can make, and I've made that mistake myself uh, at one time in my life, in thinking that if we do church, then we will get to heaven. If we do all the right things, if we kind of just, just go through uh, doing all the things that we're supposed to do as Christians, attending church, taking the sacraments, that, that somehow that will get us to heaven. And there are so many people who've faithfully gone to church all of their lives, from Sunday school upwards, they've been good, faithful churchgoers going to church, but the problem is that they don't actually know Jesus Christ for themselves. And I would just want to ask, Today, do you know him? Do you know Jesus Christ for yourself? Have you fully surrendered your life to him? Because this isn't about church attendance. This isn't about knowledge. This isn't about things that we do. This is about relationship. Have you fully surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? Because if you know him, then you will also know that your salvation wasn't earned. It was given to you by grace through faith and to the glory of God alone. Now I just want to just give an example of this um, by using an illustration that we may be familiar with. And this is a, an Amazon package, which I think we all get very excited about when we order an Amazon package. And amazingly, they're still doing a great job of bringing the package to us. And, and for me, it's usually a book that I order that comes through the letterbox. And I'm really excited to, uh, because I'm such an anorak, I'm very excited when a book arrives in the post. But this is the thing, this, this book didn't just make its way to me. It didn't just suddenly arrive in the post of its own accord. 
I chose the book and I paid for it and the delivery man brought it to me. And in the same way, God chose us before the creation of the world and Christ paid for us on the cross and the Holy Spirit awoken faith in us so that we're able to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. So the triune God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit brought about your salvation and you and I were completely passive in the process. In fact, faith itself is a miracle. The actual ability to receive the gospel in our hearts is a, a supernatural miracle. In fact, the great reformer Martin Luther, he said this, when God creates faith in man, it was as if he were to create heaven and earth again. And when we look in the Bible, we see at the beginning that God created the world and he created light out of darkness. And only God has the power to do that. And likewise, only God has the power to deliver us out of spiritual darkness and bring us into the light of his son, the true light of the world. And so we'll carry on reading in Colossians. And in verse 21, it says, And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. So a true Christian is someone who's been rescued from sin and the world and the devil. In fact, when a believer is baptised, that water of baptism reminds us of being brought out of death and the sin being washed away as we are brought into new life in Christ. So a Christian is called to be holy and to be concerned with holiness. In many ways, just like the way that we're so concerned with not being infected with the COVID-19 virus, and rightly so, we're all washing our hands, we're all staying inside, we're trying to stay uh, socially distanced, we don't want to get this virus. But how much more should we be concerned with holiness and purity? In fact, to quote the Puritan William Gurnall, he says, or he asks the question, is your faith a temptation quenching faith? Is it able to defend you in the day of battle and cover your soul in safety when Satan's darts fly around you? The Apostle Paul, we see, says, You were once alienated and hostile to God and doing evil things, but now you have been reconciled to God by Christ's death so that you could be presented holy and blameless and above reproach before him. So the question is, how do we respond to that? Well, verse 33 tells us to continue in the faith, to persevere, to carry on, to not to give up. In fact, in many ways, sometimes we just have to take life at a, a time, knowing that God's grace is enough for us in that day. To trust in him, to know that even when life's getting difficult, that his grace is enough for us. And we, we don't concern ourselves with what's happening tomorrow. We just trust in him and we lean on him. We also continue in the faith, stable and steadfast. It's just like the strength and security that we find in a house. And in this whole pandemic, I think we, we find a lot of security of being in our houses and we feel safe in our homes. And I think that's a reminder for us that we should be secure in Christ and in the gospel. In the same way as you feel safe in your house hiding away from the virus and quarantining yourself from the virus. So we should feel safe in Christ 
the security of building our house on the rock, like the wise builder, secure in the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in a moment, we're going to move into a time of prayer and ministry, and I'm going to share some prophetic words uh, that the prayer team here at All Saints would like to share. But I'd just like to just share a word that I feel God has been speaking to me for myself and for all of us. And I just really want to humbly offer this to you. And this is something that's God really spoken to me. And in Daniel 12, verse 10, it says, Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined. But the wicked shall act wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. But those who are wise will understand. Remember back at the beginning when I quoted from Leviticus, where God says, Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy as I am holy. And I really believe that in this lockdown, there are already two groups of people, two different groups of people. And really, essentially, they are one group of people who are getting really close to God. So they're just kind of shedding worldly distractions and really just getting close to God and devoting themselves to him, reading their Bible, fervently praying, gathering together to pray. That's why we pray so often. I'm like praying three times a week with a whole bunch of prayer warriors here. We want to get close to God. We want to take this really seriously. As righteous people, we understand that there's something really not right in the world right now. So we want to get close to God. But then there are other people who are just kind of mucking about and bored. They're just, they're goofing around. They're just trying to entertain their way through this, thinking, I'm just going to wait for life to get back to normal, which it won't. And to think that way is a great folly. And so the question is, are you building your life, your life uh, on the rock of Christ? Are you building your house on the rock or on the sand? Are you building your life on, on that stable, steadfast foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Or are you building your house on the sand of a shallow faith? And so I'd just like to close with some some words which uh, have been offered to us as a church family. Um, There's eight of them and I'm just going to read them out slowly. And as we listen to these eight prophetic words and sort of words of knowledge, I just want to just listen out for the one that kind of really speaks to you. Because I'm, I'm confident that this will really speak to many of us here in the church family at All Saints. And the first one is a word to step out of the traffic of news and politics and look to God. So step out of the traffic of news and politics and look to God. The second word is is about a general fear and anxiety, perhaps about the future, uh, a fear of scarcity, uh, need to pray for open eyes and ears to see that God is bigger and greater is he that is in us. So an encouragement to take your mind off the problem and trust in him. And for some, it's a shame about their fears as if hiding behind a closed door believing that they're not good enough Christians and are not sleeping well. And so those who are, are, there's a sense of unworthiness and and wanting to pray for you to to be able to sleep well and know and rest in in the salvation that God God has given to you. There's also a need for fresh fresh revelation of God where he has been one-dimensional, where maybe your faith has grown cold and God just wants you to really experience his grace in a whole new way. 
and particularly a word for a man uh, here at All Saints who's been going stir crazy, going round and round in circles and maybe in financial distress and God really wants to minister to you. And also uh, a word or a call to turn, turn who's someone who's turning away from God and towards other things. So there's someone here who's turning away from God towards other things, maybe because of a loss of hope and a false perception of what God is like. And so there's a sense of kind of rebelling and going into the world when actually God calls you back to him. In fact, a few weeks ago, I think I, I shared a word about true spiritual maturities. When you mess up, you run to Christ, not run away from him. So I think that's a real word for, for someone here to run into the arms of Christ and not away from him. And then a physical ailment, uh, a left side earache, uh, a back toothache, and in both cases, uh, fearful of, of uh, going for help. Uh, persistent headache and someone worried about their dog. So this is like very real material concerns, but actually God cares about those things and wants to bring healing. And lastly, someone, and this is quite a kind of powerful one, someone who's going through old photos and lots of emotions have surfaced. Uh, that's something which can, can happen where we just get caught in nostalgia and we're kind of looking back, and particularly in a time like this. But actually God wants you to look forward. He wants you to look into his grace. So just keeping in mind those words that I've shared. And I'm just going to close with a really powerful closing prayer, which was written by another of our church family who will remain nameless. But I just want to close with this prayer. And as we think about these things, let's just bow our heads together as I lead us in this prayer. Father, we put on the full armour to guard our lives against attack. We put on the belt of truth to protect against lies and deception. We put on the breastplate of righteousness to protect our hearts from the temptations we battle. We put the gospel of peace on our feet so we're ready to take your light wherever we send us this day. We choose to walk in the peace and freedom of your spirit and not be overcome with fear and anxious thoughts. We take up your shield of faith that would extinguish all the darts and threats hurled our way by the enemy. We believe in your power to protect us and choose to trust in you. We put on the helmet of salvation which covers our minds and thoughts, reminding us we are the children of the day, forgiven, set free, saved by the grace of Christ Jesus. We take up the sword of the Spirit, your very word, the one offensive weapon given to us for battle, which has the power to demolish strongholds, alive, active and sharper than any double-edged sword. Thank you that you, the Lord, is for uh, with and, and nothing can come against us. Thank you, Lord, that the battle is not ours, but yours. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the victory that you've given us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you that we never fight alone, for you are constantly at work on our behalf, shielding, protecting, strengthening, exposing deeds of darkness, bringing to light what needs to be known, covering us from the cruel attacks we face, even when we're unaware. In the powerful name of Jesus, Amen. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Amen.